Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, but should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. And we welcome you to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. On this podcast over the years, we've interviewed people who have had what's known as glioblastoma multiform stage 4. It's a fast-growing and aggressive brain tumor, and Corey, to the best of my knowledge, all of them are still alive today, aren't they? As far as I know, absolutely they are, yes. Yeah, I think I went through the list a couple of weeks ago, and I think we interviewed about 20 people. And they're all alive. Joining us from Nova Scotia, Canada, to tell the story about her husband's brain tumor is Alicia Foster. Alicia, thanks for doing this. Um, thanks for having us, or me, <laughs> our story. Yeah. Your husband, Jimmy, was he in good health prior? He's my boyfriend. Oh, he's your boyfriend, not your husband. Not yet. Oh, okay. Well, I got to correct that. Your boyfriend. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Was your boyfriend in good health prior to his diagnosis? Um, he was in good health up until about three months prior, I believe, to his diagnosis. He was uh, seeking medical attention and being treated for sinus infection, vertigo, all of these things, and nothing was helping, and he got extremely sick, uh, was losing weight, nauseous. Uh, and then was actually taken to Edmonton from Grand Prairie, um, where they did MRIs and did an emergency surgery and found that it was glioblastoma. Wow. That must have been a shock to both of you. Well, I, I wasn't in the picture at this point. So, oh, but you his weren't. family and no, I wasn't. So, I came in and later on in the in the uh, diagnosis, but okay. um, it was definitely a huge a huge hit to them and to him, and just shocker and scary. Take us. What, some... were, they, what were they saying? His his prognosis was. Um, they gave him thirteen to eighteen months. Thirteen, and that eight. was in two thousand eighteen. Wow. Okay. Take us through some of the things that, uh, some of the issues that he's gone through over that period. Um, well, his first um, dealing with it, he did really well with his standard of care treatment. So he went, had his surgery, and after his healing and recovery from that, they did uh, radiation. So about 35 rounds of radiation. And at that point, they had moved, he had moved back to Nova Scotia. Because he had uh, more of like a support system here with his parents and family here. Um, so he did 35 rounds of radiation and six rounds of temozolomide, which is like a 523 um, chemo. Um, and then after that, he was having, having stable scans up until... Um, uh, December of 2021 
he they saw something in a scan and they thought it might be radiation necrosis Um, but then over christmas he started experiencing like really bad headaches and just the same kind of feelings that he was having in 2018 and um january i think maybe seventh or eighth he went back to emergency and there was regrowth, so reoccurrence of glioblastoma. No, you said January, uh, December of 2021. Did you mean December of 2020 and then move forward to January? Oh, sorry, yes, December of 2020, yes, oh, right. sorry. Okay, and then January, uh, there was radiation necrosis. Yes, that's what they thought they were. Or sorry, in December they thought radiation necrosis, mm-hmm. and in January it showed uh, new tumor growth, so a reoccurrence. Wow! So what's, yeah. what? What goes? What goes through his head then? Um, well, at that point, like it was really scary. We had, we were together at that point. We had been for about for maybe half a year. Um, and all along, he had been doing a um, a Rick Simpson oil. He was told about it when he was diagnosed. A friend had kind of mentioned it, and he ordered it online. And um, so at this point, when they told us there was a reoccurrence, I was involved. And I was like, okay, what are we going to do? Because we need to fight this. We need to throw the kitchen sink at this. We need to figure out everything we can and he was totally on board and willing to try whatever I found um so I had once we found out about the reoccurrence called Corey and I was brand new to this no idea what I was talking about send her a picture of what Jimmy had been taking and she's like yeah that's a single strain like it's not enough he's not taking enough we need it needs to be more so we kind of talked about how we how I would get it and everything and then I hung up from her and I spoke to my sister who um they say everything happens for a reason um my sister's daughter my niece was diagnosed with a Wilms tumor when she was four years old Um, And she began doing a lot of research on cannabis because her daughter had gone through a maintenance chemo. Mm -hmm. So she was like, well, chemo, it's scary for a four-year-old to have chemo. Like, what is going to happen in the future? Yada, yada. So she um, really started looking into cannabis and ended up in contact uh, with a lady Mandy, who Corey knows well and who has, Corey has had uh, great success helping Mandy's daughter. Mm-hmm. And Mandy has been our go to since that day that I contacted her and she's helped us and, and pushed us and gave us motivation. And her daughter's story is our biggest motivation. And to just keep going with this. So we got on the right oil. Um, he began again with, with, uh, temozolamide, no more radiation. Um, and everything is working. So right now everything is shri- shrinking. 
That's fantastic. It's interesting, you know, Alicia, with the uh, temozolamide, Dr. Manuel Guzman, who is best known for his um, research into brain tumors and uh, different ways of healing them, i.e. go straight oil, go high CBD, go high THC, do it in combination with chemo, etc. But what he really focused on was glioblastoma and where he saw the best success um, was with that drug in conjunction with cannabis oil. Yeah, I've read that too. So bring us up to date on how your boyfriend Jimmy is doing now. Um, he's doing well. So I sent Ori a image of the MRI that was done, I believe, in April. And you can see the tumor in his parietal, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know how to say the lobe, <laughs> um, anyway, of his brain. And um, it is taking up, it looks like majority of the right side of his brain, the inflammation, tumor, scar tissue, everything. Um, and now it, it's tiny. <laughs> like it's it's gone down to where like you have hope again. How much yeah, does he take? It, Sorry, Corey. Yeah, go ahead. How much does he take, Alicia? Um. Well, we it took us. He had been doing like the the single strain since day one, and he had only been doing like two grains of rice about that amount a day. Um, now we're up to a gram a day. Does he do that all orally? All yeah, I do entric capsules up. Okay, and does he do it once a day, twice a day, three times a day? Um, he does about so we mix it uh, with uh, MCT oil, mm-hmm. and so we break it up into four smaller doses through the day, and two a big one before night, and a big one in the middle of the night. So we're going at it like all day long, all night. Wow. So you guys actually set the alarm and do a dose in the middle of the night? He wakes up every single night, so he just takes it when he wakes up. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Bathroom break, he'll take it, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's not like the middle of the night one's not necessarily like a certain time. It's just there's a there's going to be a punch in the middle of the night at some point. Right. So has he built up quite a tolerance to it? Um. He still gets a little giggly sometimes, but yeah, <laughs> he's doing good. Good. A little giggly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, you didn't just go at this with the standard of care and with oil. You also did some dietary things as, right, as well, correct? Yeah, we started off um, just lowering sugar intake and adding lots of berries and fruit and all natural sugars. Like if I had to cook something with a sugar, I use coconut sugar and try to really maintain like a healthy diet. Um, we, I usually shop the perimeter of the grocery store. Like that's my, my main shop is the perimeter. So gro- like produce, and, like fresh sections. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of supplements and, I obsessively started researching everything I could and talking to everybody I could 
um, I'd wake up in the morning at five o'clock and just start like looking on my looking on the internet and at what I have already and what I can do with it. Like for instance, in my herb garden, I was like, what can I do with these things? And I, I looked up lemon balm mm-hmm. and the benefits of lemon balm are amazing. And for glioblastoma, like some of the, I just put like in the search engine, lemon balm for glioblastoma and like all of these supported documents and studies came up so i started making tinctures like i made a lemon balm tincture um i made uh organic turmeric and black pepper tincture and then we're really fortunate here um my grandfather owns a lot of land and we have a lot of chaga so yeah so he's been drinking chaga well even before i met him he was drinking chaga tea but now we make it all the time we, I just make a big pot of it and um, can it. And then he drinks that. But I also made like a turmeric. Uh, what all is in it? Turmeric, lion's mane, and reishi mushroom tincture. That wow. is t- mm-hmm. Yes. It's real. I am enjoying like that's kind of my um, my anxiety release like from this is like doing these new things and and that's my way that I can help him through this like learning about this stuff and and what they can do and I'm so intrigued by like natural remedies and and that stuff so we're really we're throwing the kitchen sink at it (laughs) Alicia what would you say for yourself and also for your boyfriend what would you say is has been the hardest part of all of this um mental health (laughs) Mm -hmm. um it's it's hard on on the system and like where his tumor is it affects um it's your it's the upper back portion of the right side of his brain so it's all sensory information so it's like touch vision memory hearing smell taste and like emotion like it's really hard like it's it's just hard to to stay positive even though he's like anybody asks and he's like yeah the cannabis oil is gonna work this medication is gonna work like I know it is but then to be to really convince yourself that it is it's hard the day-to-day can be difficult yeah like and if you wake up with like everything is so scary like you wake up with a little headache and it's panic for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like most people wake up with a headache and they're like, oh, I got a headache. And But like if he wakes up with a headache, it's like, oh God, what do we do? Like, do you need to go to the doctor right now? Like you don't know at what point do you have to, do you have to do something about it? Yeah. Is this just a headache or do we need to seek medical attention? Is this Exactly. Something- yeah. Yeah. Alicia, how supportive has Jimmy's family been with respect to the use of cannabis? Um, Extremely supportive. Extremely supportive. Everybody is like, with this diagnosis and prognosis, you're like, do what you have to do. Even as an oncologist is like, do what you have, do what you want to do. Like, try it. Try everything. 
Like he never said, go do cannabis oil because I don't think there's an oncologist out there who's going to tell you that. But yeah, they, everyone is very supportive. Um, and thank God because <laughs> it's expensive. <laughs> mm-hmm. So both like my family and his family are both like, yes, do it. My, my family's like oh yeah it's gonna work like cannabis is gonna work i think that my sister and i have most people in my family like thinking yeah i'd go for cannabis before standard of care <laughs> if it ever happened like yeah what, yeah alicia what was the oncologist's reaction to this new the scan that you just had in january with such marked improvement in it um well it's funny because he's really like kind of quiet but hard to read at times so every time we go in there it's like the same tone he's a really nice guy like same tone so when we're like we don't know what to expect and then we leave and we're kind of like oh gosh like what does that mean and the the scan before this last one that we had um he kind of talked about an area of concern so we've been like it's been a month Two months we went knowing that there's an area of concern. Mm-hmm. Um, then go for a scan on December 31st, uh, perfusion MRI, and wait till January 4th to get the results. And we go in and he walks by me. And at that point, Jimmy had like gone to the washroom or something. And I can see under his mask, and he smiles and he says, Happy New Year. And I'm like, okay. I'm just going to take that as a good sign, even though I have no idea like what this means. So we go into the room and he's like, so I talked to another oncologist who deals with a lot of um, brain cancer. And he says that this isn't tumor growth and like it appears to be necrosis and all of these other areas are shrinking. Like overall, everything is good. This is a really good scan. Ah, oh, that's awesome. I know, and we like fist bumped in the office, and he just kind of looked at us like we're silly. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It was it was a good a good feeling because last year before Christmas, he was told like it might be necrosis, and then it wasn't. So even now to say like it's we don't think it's necrosis, it's still a little bit nerve wracking. But, but you have some opti- you have some optimism, though. We definitely do, yeah. And we're getting on some um, supplements that are supposed to help um, get rid of necrosis. <laughs> Hopefully, they work. Um, yeah, so it's just a lo- a lot of learning for both of us and research and finding out what passes the blood-brain barrier and how we can get things past the blood-brain barrier. and Yeah. Alicia, the oil that he takes now, how many strains is it? Um, Sometimes over 21. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think that's what they told, what Mandy said, yeah. Um, And I believe he's also taking CBD on the side? Yep. CBD as well. Okay, and the CBD he's taking is that hemp hemp derived or cannabis derived CBD? Hmm. I can't even answer that question. I like to ask the tough ones. <laughs> um, 
Um, I can find out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. But the, uh, but the you, person I get about, it Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say the where we get it from is very uh, trustable source. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm going to say that I think it's likely that it's coming from cannabis. Yes, I think it is, but I don't know for sure, so I don't want to Mm-hmm. I just wanted to sort of address what you were talking about about the, that tincture that you've made with him for him with the um, turmeric. Mm-hmm. Just a, just an FYI that there is some question as to whether or not turmeric slash curcumin and cannabis oil vie for the same receptors okay. and, cancel, and cancel each other out. Certainly, there were some submissions on PubMed that indicated that was the case, but okay. they they were later rescinded. However, I've certainly um, observed with patients that I've worked with that added it into their protocol. I've seen people go south really quick. I'm not suggesting not to do it, but what I am suggesting to you is to keep it two hours apart from his doses of oil just to be on the safe side. Yeah, it definitely is. Awesome. Yeah. Alicia, yeah, that's another a, thing. Y- there's a couple of things that uh, Jimmy is taking, a couple of supplements, which I thought was interesting. One is vitamin D3. And um, I've been taking vitamin D3 for years. And there's a fellow I think you should do some. Um, he's on YouTube. Okay. And, yeah, he does interviews. His name is Jeff, J-E-F-F-T, as in Tom, Bowles, B-O-W-L-E-S. He okay. has researched vitamin D for 35 years, and I was listening to him this morning, and one of the things in the 1920s, people were taking milligram doses of vitamin D, uh, like 25 milligrams, and the hospitals were um, less populated. And so mm-hmm. as a result, they changed the measurement to uh, units, 1,000 units, Mm-hmm. And that sounds more uh, intimidating than 25 milligrams. Anyway, he, it has uh, enormous uh, benefits because vitamin D3 is not a vitamin. It's actually a hormone. Yes. And uh, most people who live in the climate that we live in in Canada are deficient in vitamin D, mm-hmm. and many people in uh, the United States, even though in, in sunny climes, are deficient because we spend a lot more time indoors than we do outdoors. So yeah. that's very good. Uh, I suggest that you kind of research Jeff Bowles. And okay. the other thing is iodine drops, which uh, the level of iodine in North Americans in the last since the 1970s, I believe, has gone down about 50%. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, the list of things that you sent us, I think uh, those are excellent. I think you've done a fantastic job. Thank you. You love them, don't you? I do, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell because it's uh, what you've done to help him through this is absolutely wonderful. It's it's really a, a true love story. And, it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, Jimmy's on the right track. Don't you think so, Corey? Absolutely, yeah. I'd like to have you back on when he's clear. Notice I say, uh, and not if. No, that's what I told. I said to Corey um, when we spoke earlier that 
I'll make him come on when there's no evidence of disease. He's shy, <laughs> but, but we'll get him here when there's no evidence of disease. Oh, that's great. And also, <laughs> tell, also tell him that we, you know, as I mentioned off the top, uh, every person with what he has that we've interviewed is alive today. And some of them yeah. were given uh, very short time periods. Yep. I've listened to quite a few of the stories, and actually when the uh, regrowth appeared, I had sent stories to his mom, or I'd sent some links of your guys' podcasts to her. So we've all been familiar, and I told her like that you guys had reached out to me, and she's like, no way, that's so cool. <laughs> So, yeah, there's, yeah, a, we've there's been a following along. There's a woman in Oregon, Jessamine Way, we interviewed, Corey. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, you know, she was given uh, essentially a death sentence by the doctor. And yeah. she's alive today, alive and healthy. And uh, there's Lynn Cameron in Scotland, who's now six years cancer free. So I think, you know, with what you're doing, with the, the cannabis, the supplements, and the right mental attitude, um, you know, in a few months, we'll have Jimmy on. Yeah, I hope so. And, like, that's another thing that people need to really think about when they're given a prognosis like this. Um, that Nobody can give you a death sentence. And you have to decide for yourself what, and while your loved ones may need to help you, um, what's going to be best for you. There's always fight and there's always something you can try. And like I said to Corey, um, the uh, social media platforms to, to find out, like I use social media to find a lot of this stuff and I definitely researched after the fact, like after coming to a conclusion that I wanted to try this and then I researched studies on it. But to talk to people who have actually gone through the same thing and tried these things, like there's a lot of uh, uh, validation. And it's like use social media, don't rely on it, like do your, do your research, but use it as a starting point if you have to and a support system if you if you need that and also the right mental attitude yes definitely yeah you have to have the right mental attitude and and uh i think uh, what you're doing is wonderful it's absolutely wonderful well you're throwing the kitchen sink at it and it's working yeah we're giving it everything and we like to say that it's cannabis working or the standard of care like at this point, who knows what's actually doing it, if it's doing it together, but we don't care. <laughs> We're you just don't gonna... care if the end result is that he's in no evidence of disease, right? E- exactly. It's a, it's a so we'll do what we got to do to get there, and then we'll maintain it from there. Yeah, absolutely. Alicia, you said that when you were in the oncologist's office a couple of weeks ago, and he said um, that uh, it was good news, and you gave the, f- the fist bump. How did uh, Jimmy react? I gave the fist pump to Jimmy. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is kind of just, like, nervous going in there, like, high anxiety and kind of just waits till after the appointment and then we kind of talk it out. But I think he knew by, like, 
our reactions in there like okay it's okay to be happy right now like this is a good thing yeah there i think there will always be what's when you have when you get the diagnosis that there's no evidence of disease and they want to do a scan a yearly scan i think it's a yearly scan isn't it Corey? Uh, everybody's different sometimes they're scanning them you know every six months sometimes even more regularly than that in the beginning yeah so it dips depending and there's always it's always that scanxiety right exactly it's awful it is awful (laughs) yeah but waiting the waiting game yeah, I think uh, you know you will uh, you will come out of this ahead, and uh, there will be good news. It's fantastic. Thank you. Anything keep you want? Keep us posted for sure. What's that? We definitely will. I just said keep us posted for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The mental part of it is it a bit easier once you got the diagnosis a couple of weeks ago that uh, the tumor is shrinking it definitely lifted some weight yeah um but we're not like okay let's go to mcdonald's like you know it's you still have to we just it's just validated that what we're doing is the right thing that you're on the right path yeah yeah Yeah. please don't go to mcdonald's (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) no Sorry, McDonald's. We won't. Yeah. <laughs> no, not for me. Alicia, what would you like to say in conclusion to others who um, would like to use cannabis, are somewhat hesitant about using it, or feel that, uh, you know, because they may live in an illegal state that uh, they can't get the right stuff? What would you say to people who uh, are looking at cannabis as medicine? Um, I 100% believe that it is an amazing medicine. Um, I've seen it work for many people. Um, Take it slow. Um, And I would, I promote it. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Take it slow and watch where you go. Yeah. (laughs) Be prepared to sleep because your body needs to sleep to heal. So cannabis makes you tired. Go to sleep. Um, But also in the same respect, it's very important to stay active. Perfect. As much as you can. But yeah, definitely. If If people are thinking about trying it, then I would give them the push to to definitely do it. Great. Was good to talk to you, and we'll talk to Jimmy in a couple of months. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> thank you so much, Alicia. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you. Okay. Take good care. You too. And in conclusion, we'd like to give a big thank you to our listeners for supporting us and sharing our podcast with others who would benefit from hearing these testimonials about the healing power of cannabis. Those people who have contributed uh, financially to us, we greatly appreciate your financial support and we thank you very much. As you know, we don't have commercials on Cannabis Health Radio. We have no sponsors and uh, we'd like to keep it that way. We're listener supported. And if you'd like to support us, there's a few ways you can do it. You can become a monthly supporter for as little as $5 a month on our Patreon page. 
And you can also make a one-time donation through our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. And we're very, very, very grateful for your support. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week with another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why is an endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast and, of course, on PodConnects.